Welcome to Stories of Runeterra. My name is Guy Black, or Ravenhood here on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Runeterra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe where virtue is one of the greatest protectors. Each week, we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Runeterra off of the Riot Games universe site. Think of this as an audiobook of League stories and lore. This week's story is Tarek, the Shield of Valoran. And now I guess it's time for my terrible impression. The best weapons are beautiful. Tarek is host to the aspect of the Protector, wielding incredible power as Runeterra's guardian of life, love, and beauty. Shamed by a dereliction of duty and exiled from his homeland of Demacia, Tarek climbed Mount Targon to find redemption, only to discover a higher calling among the stars. Imbued with the might of a celestial being, the Shield of Valoran now stands ever vigilant against any who would threaten the people of this world. For the noble defenders of Demacia, daily life is the very model of focused, selfless dedication to the ideals of king and country. Called upon to continue his family's long tradition of military service, Tarek never dreamed of shirking that responsibility, though he would not limit or define exactly whom and what he would protect. The young warrior trained hard and possessed great martial skill, even so, in his scant hours of free time, he would find other ways to serve his homeland. He volunteered with the Illuminators, tending to the sick or helping rebuild homes damaged by flooding. He lent his creative talents, such as they were, to the stonemasons and craftsmen who raised mountains to the glory of the winged protector and the lofty ideals it embodied. A work of art, a stranger's life, these were the things that made Demacia worth fighting for. Tarek saw every one of them as beautiful, fragile, and worthy of saving. Fortunately, his disarming manner and innate warmth allowed him to brush aside any criticism from his fellow soldiers or commanding officers. He rose modestly through the ranks and even fought beside a young Garen crown guard. Ironically, it was Tarek's steady rise that would bring about his eventual downfall, at least as far as Demacia was concerned. Elevated to the prestigious Dauntless Vanguard, he was suddenly held to a far higher standard of conduct. No more would he be allowed to roam the forests looking for glimpses of some rare animal, neglect combat drills to sit in a tavern and listen to a bard's simple ballad or skip line inspections to ride out and observe the silver cloak of night settling across the hinterlands. Tarek began to feel at odds with himself and soon attracted attention as an insubordinate. Garen urged him to shape up and do his duty. He could see Tarek had the potential to become one of Valoran's greatest heroes, and yet he seemed to be thumbing his nose at destiny as well as his country. To keep him from demotion, Tarek was seconded to serve as sword captain to the vanguard, though neither of them was particularly happy about it. However, when the older man was slain in battle along with the rest of his personal retinue, Tarek was found to have abandoned his post, 
and rumor had it that he had been spotted wandering the cloisters of some forgotten, ruined temple nearby. Nothing more could be said. A dozen warriors were dead, and Tarek faced the executioner's block for it. However, seeking mercy for his friend, Garen intervened. As the sword captain's successor, he sentenced Tarek to endure the crown of stone in accordance with Damasia's most ancient traditions. He would be sent to climb Mount Targon, a trial that few had ever survived. Though the crown of stone usually allowed the dishonored to simply flee Damasia and start a new life in exile, Tarek took the first ship heading south and swore to actually atone for what he had done. The climb nearly claimed him, body and soul, numerous times, but Tarek pushed past the pain, the ghosts of his dead comrades, and other tests inflicted upon him by the mountain. As he approached the summit, he was beset by a wave of new visions of loss and destruction. He witnessed the great alabaster library set aflame, and still he dashed into the inferno to retrieve the heavenly poetries of Tung. He screamed in anguish as the frost guard ran the last dream stag into the howling abyss, and then leapt over the precipice himself in a desperate attempt to save it. At the gates of the immortal bastion, Tarek slumped to his knees when he saw Garin's broken body swinging from a gibbet, before raising his shield and charging headlong into the waiting hordes of Noxus. When the visions finally faded, Tarek found himself at the very pinnacle of the mountain, and he was not alone. Before him stood something wearing the shape of a man, though its almost crystalline features blazed with the light of the stars themselves, and its voice was a thousand whispers that cut through Tarek like a blade. It spoke truths that he had somehow always known. It spoke of the mantle for which he had unwittingly been preparing his entire life, with every decision and deed that had brought him here, now, to Targon. And he would stand as the shield of Valoran in great wars yet to come, reborn as the aspect of the Protector, gifted with power and purpose unimaginable to most mortals, Tarek has gladly accepted this new calling as the steadfast guardian of an entire world. Today's story is entitled The Uninvited Guest by George Kirstick. I look out across the once verdant field, now scarred and ruined by the toil of battle. The loss of life will be immense, but I cannot save those who seek their own destruction. All those sons, all those fathers, all those futures lost. Damasians and Noxians, ever at each other's throats, magnetically drawn to one another by something lesser than both. Plenty of defenders exist for their lofty ideals, and they all stand in my way, almost gleefully slaughtering themselves over a scrap of land, with no idea of its true importance. 
two armies entwined, both committed to their ruinous dance. I could try to reason with them, ask them to move their brawl elsewhere, but my former countrymen now see me as something between a traitor and a wrathful god. And the Noxians, well, the Noxians have always been a little short on patience. My usual weapons, wit, charm, and worm, are useless in this cauldron of desperation. So I push aside those who would slow me and wade into those who would stop me. Every kind of horror one soul can inflict on another rages around me as I near my goal. And there, dead center of the roiling fury of battle, the blaze of color calls to me, a delicate life about to be snuffed out amid the mud and gore-covered boots. Standing bravely, unbowed by the thudding dullness of the armored brutes around it, its beauty rings out like a single crystal bell. It is the last flower of its kind, and if it dies, no more shall bloom. I cannot allow it to perish. The two opposing commanders pause in their combat as I approach, and uninvited guests at their last moments. They turn to me, suddenly allied in their outrage at my intrusion. I stand at the very eye of the two armies, seemingly inviting the cold embrace of death about from all sides. But unlike those who are now taking wary steps towards me, their sword hands trembling, I know why I fight. Thanks for listening to today's story of Terra. I find this idea of beauty one of the ancient virtues, uh, along with goodness and truth being the heart and motivation for any of us, a great inspiration. So anyway, thanks again for listening. If you've got friends that you think would like the podcast, let them know we're here. Uh, let me know if there's any champs you want me to record. Uh, you guys know the drill. Thanks again for listening. I hope y'all have a great time catch on the flip side